Hey folks, welcome to Follow the Math. I am Brandon, your host once again for episode number four. So, with all that, um, where do I start? I guess today is just going to be kind of a time where I just talk about shit that irritates me, things that have been going on, day-to-day -day life type of shit. So, <clears throat> all this talk about the infrastructure bill that I'm just going to, not necessarily quite involved in that, but just to me, being a standard average Joe kind of person, that I find that there's some real simple solutions out there. And uh, everybody's talking about greenhouse gases and all that, and you know, here in Washington, they really have a hard on for for wind and not so much solar because we don't get even close to the amount of the sun uh, in the direction that would produce enough energy. But I don't understand why people are so big into solar and wind. I mean, wind power can only generate when the wind's blowing. Solar only generates in a certain position at a certain time of year, etc. Even if you live in like uh, states in Southern California, Arizona, if your house isn't positioned properly, they can't even do solar panels for you. So I don't understand that. And, you know, there's only so many daylight hours in the day. Why do we want to be dependent on a type of energy production that has an off and on switch with the time of day or the weather patterns? Up here in Washington, we have actually really cheap energy and the reason why is because we have a ton of rivers um, we have one of the largest dams in the world the grand coulee dam um on uh the columbia river um but it you know goosenecked everything so now we have lake roosevelt we have a lot of other dams that western washington uh depends upon for cheap power and these same people who want to save the climate um, don't want to give up these dams because if they gave up the dams, then the energy prices would go through the roof over here. However, these dams are um, limiting salmon migration and spawning patterns. And um, with no salmon in the Puget Sound, our orca pods are becoming highly endangered. So these same people that want to save the world and save the climate... Um, don't mind doing it at the expense of orcas it seems like and you know our ocean uh, ecosystem so that's kind of irritating my, my my thing about power and greenhouse emissions carbon dioxide all these different gases that that contribute to climate change why not nuclear power why i understand some of the stigma behind it you know with disaster in chernobyl and recently Fukushima, but we're also talking about technology that was developed like 60, 70, 80 years ago. And when we think about our phones, for instance, our phones 50 years ago, they have enough computing power that it would have took in a warehouse, a computer the size of a warehouse in order to generate that type of computing power by today's standards. So just with that, rationale don't you think that nuclear energy technology has improved quite dram dramatically which it has uh, i was looking a little bit into it as far as 
new um, new ways to pretty much it's a, nuclear reactors and um, the cooling towers. And the cooling towers are like those kind of those towers with the steam coming out of it. And it kind of looks kind of eerie, but really it's all all it is is water vapor um, from cooling of the reactor and use water to uh, to do to cool the reactor to keep it stabilized uh, as well with other components. But it really is one big plumbing system. And uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, this guy, I forget his last name. Um, I think it's like Schillenberger. He lives in San Francisco or the Berkeley area. And uh, he just came out with a book called San, Francis- uh, San Francisco. And uh, it's pretty much all about um, homelessness crisis and you know what other countries call it and how they deal with it. But one of the other things he came out with too is about how the energy crisis, a lot of people are, are looking at it in a, in a different way. And I was kind of reading into a little bit more and um, you know, people talk about, you know, the nuclear waste. And one of the things that people don't understand is the vast majority of the nuclear waste was uh, generated decades and decades ago, not because of nuclear reactors for power, but for the development of nuclear weapons. Um, so places like Hanford here in the state of Washington uh, is infamous for um, uh, nuclear waste storage, things of that nature. But according to this guy, when he was talking about in his book, you could, all the nuclear waste in the world could fit in a uh, football field, um, which is very minute in comparison. You kind of think on a grand scale of how big our world is and, you know, an average landfill is massively bigger than a football field. So nuclear power um, emits zero greenhouse gases. It's 100% clean energy. And with this infrastructure bill, we want to eliminate greenhouse emissions, our carbon dioxide output, et cetera. And it literally could be done within 10 years if we just shut down everything and went strictly to nuclear power. And then, you know, cars on that instance, yeah, you know, let's keep doing these electric cars. Um, they really need to figure out with the electric cars though, to how to make them uh, longer range. I mean, they're good for city driving, um, but if you want to drive across the state, not so much. Um, test uh, or charging stations would help, which are going to have to be done, but more innovation on in that sense. And But, you know, at the same time, every time you get something that you think is good for the environment, you may also have byproducts of that. And, you know, a lot of the minerals they make or they need to make the batteries are are considered conflict minerals. And, you know, there's a little bit of slave labor and all that involved in these conflict minerals, but nobody really tends to want to discuss uh, in depth. So that's one thing I'm just baffled with how we're going to save the planet, but nobody's talking about the one technology we have to generate mass amounts of power to eliminate all other sources of power generation that's 100% clean and we have an abundance of and can last generations and keep improving. Um, We have nuclear submarines. They're all over the oceans right now. We have um, nuclear battleships, aircraft carriers, all of these ships run on nuclear power nowadays. 
And I don't think people really realize that they're not using diesel fuel, that's for sure. So, you know, it's just kind of a thought of mine. Why, not, why don't we ever want to talk about what the actual solution might be? But speaking of cars, cars, uh, pet peeve of mine, <laughs> and it's kind of silly, but I just, I think it's so dumb. So I like Teslas. I think Teslas are cool. Uh, I think electric cars are cool. Um, extraordinary amount of power. They're so fast. Uh, immediate torque curves, horsepower curves, et cetera. I mean, it's perfect curve. Um, but what is so fucking annoying is I don't know about the around the rest of the country, but in the Northwest here, every time I see a fucking Tesla, it has some stupid personalized license plate about some type of electrical thing. I saw one yesterday and it was Watt, W-A-T-T, if, like instead of saying what if, what if. And it's just, it's just really fucking lame and dorky and I don't get it. Have your Tesla, shut the fuck up, use a standard license plate, all right? Another car thing that irritates the shit out of me too, which I seen yesterday. Um, stopped by a teriyaki shop just to pick up dinner for the family because we didn't really want to cook. We just want to have a lounge uh, evening. And I don't understand why people, if you want to buy a Porsche, a Porsche is an iconic vehicle. It's a, they make some of the best sports cars in the world, right, for consumers. Why in the fuck would you want to buy a Porsche SUV? It literally makes no sense. I mean, if you want an SUV, buy a SUV, a Porsche four-door SUV, or like those stupid Panameras that are like four-door, like long sedans. Why? It makes no sense. If you're going to buy a Porsche, get yourself a GT3 or a 911 turbo or whatever the fuck you want to get. But, you know, a Porsche should be a two-door car. Sits two fucking people. that you go fast as shit and go on weekend drives. Not something you got to pack up your snotty two-year-old toddler in a fucking car seat uh, and go to the grocery store in. That, it makes no sense. On the flip side of that, the other thing that irritates the shit out of me is diesel trucks now i have a truck it's a gasoline powered truck but diesel trucks for who's for those who don't know the reason why diesel trucks are in existence is for towing um mainly because of the torque um and the gear ratios of the engines of how they're um engineered and so if i use my truck to tow a trailer up over the mountain pass, um, I'm going to have a lot harder time maintaining speed and or gating speed on um, ex or, uh, on ascent than a diesel powered truck would because they're strictly made for towing. Okay, so I get that. I get that if you know if you have a if you have an RV and you do camping or let's say you know you you're a contractor and you're, you're towing around a trailer because you have equipment, etc. Have a diesel powered makes sense to me but what really bothers me are these assholes that have these diesel trucks and i know most people have seen this but when you see a diesel truck that when it hops on the gas 
not only being extremely the most annoying exhaust sound in the world, you see plumes of black smoke. Now, why do you see plumes of black smoke? Well, when a manufacturer rolls out a diesel car, diesel truck or any type of diesel engine, it has certain emission standards involved in it. Now, what people do is the emission standards are done via computer and also with catalytic converters. Catalytic converters take um, the exhaust and with titanium and other metals, convert it to water vapor to um, emit less carbon dioxide, less nitrous oxide. Now diesel fuel emits 20 times more nitrous oxide than a standard gasoline engine. So just right out the gate, they emit more nitrous oxide. So the black plumes of smoke are because people with diesel trucks will put in aftermarket exhaust systems in, which they eliminate the catalytic converter, and then they reprogram the computer so it will function correctly with the engine and the other components of it. And what this also does is they recalibrate the engine, recalibrate the computer for the engine to create more horsepower, more torque, because you have these let you don't have the restriction of the catalytic converter, and they get a lot more horsepower, a lot more torque. But in the end, instead of just emitting 20 times more nitrous oxide, they emit, I couldn't even tell you how much more times nitrous oxide in these black plumes of smoke. And then term for it is called rolling coal. And there is a whole bunch of people out there that think it's the coolest shit in the world. Now, I'm not a huge environmentalist guy, but, you know, and my family knows, you know, if I see garbage, I'm going to pick it up. You know, it's just, it, it, I love being outdoors. I'm an outdoorsy person. And I also am a firm believer of leaving no trace. You go camping, you don't leave a trace of garbage behind you. You pick up everything behind you. You leave it in the, in the same, in, in the same way you found it type of thing. And when I see guys rolling coal, it's completely unnecessary. Because you can get those same power outputs by other means. And I love horsepower. I, you know, I have my truck and I have aftermarket exhaust on it. I've tuned it, et cetera, to get some more power out of it. Um, it's not the fastest thing in the world. Would love to slap a supercharger on that my wife will never let me have. But that's besides the point. I love horsepower. I love fast cars. I love fast trucks all that but personally my opinion and my belief is i'm not going to do something to an engine or an exhaust system that wouldn't pass by the emission standards i don't see a reason in it and i think it's um i just don't think it's right i think it's disrespectful Disrespectful for everybody around you, disrespectful for the environment, knowing, you know, you can still get, you know, 700 horsepower and 800 foot pound of torque out of a diesel motor without rolling coal, without stripping the emissions out of it. It's just a cheap way to do it because these assholes spend all their fucking money 
on a diesel truck. They probably got a twelve dollar a month payment. They only make fucking sixty grand a year, and they can't afford these modifications to get good power out of it. They have to kind of cheat the system a bit and roll coal. So that irritates me too. Um, that's kind of my thoughts about the environment, really. I mean, I'm not, you know, yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle, you know. Um, the, the plastic bottles, like, dirty little secret about plastic is we take all of our plastic and we ship it over to fucking Malaysia. And they just dump it everywhere they want. And just so we're, it looks like we're not polluting, but we're still polluting using plastic and trying to recycle. So just stop buying fucking cases of plastic fucking water bottles at Costco. Tell little Johnny at his soccer game that he can get a water bottle and just fill it up. I mean, it's just a complete waste, complete waste of time um, and a complete waste of resources. So other than that, what else? There was something else I wanted to talk about today. Oh, COVID update. So I talked about contact tracing uh, and how the school system and their contact tracing is such a clusterfuck. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, my kids went to school as they were exposed to other kids with exposed to COVID and other kids were quarantined while mine weren't and vice versa and the other and the other thing. Well, my daughter got sick, and so we took her in. Or my wife took her in to get uh, to get looked at. Uh, she has uh, she's kind of prone for strep throat, just the way her uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, shit, why can't I think of it? Her tonsils, the way her tonsils are shaped. Um, she every time she gets sick, it's always strep throat. So of course she tests positive for strep throat, got antibiotics, whatever. Um, also the COVID test negative for COVID, even though she was exposed by probably 40 plus people in a week and a half. Um, two days later, my son has a sore throat. So I took him to the doctor about a week, actually, no, yeah, a week ago today. And, you know, he had a sore throat and a stuffy nose. So we just had him give a COVID test just to make sure and a strep test. Cause I figured that he would probably get strep because she tested positive for strep. He was negative for strep. He was also negative for COVID after being exposed, not only to strep, but also to COVID. And so that's kind of where lies where I don't understand why they're doing uh, vaccine mandates and they're trying to push it for kids now. I mean, clearly close contact exposure and you know, I'm just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I think that most people who would even listen to this by now we we know the truth, even though the media and the government are saying they want to follow the signs, but they clearly are not following anything. I think they just, they want us to follow them. They just want the control. Um, homelessness, talk about homelessness uh, episode or two ago. And uh, that was the other thing is, so yesterday... Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm a plumber. I do uh, commercial residential type of stuff with water heating. But um, yesterday I had a commercial job at an apartment building in Seattle in the Capitol Hill area. Uh, the same area where they had the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or CHAZ or CHOP or however the hell you want to talk about. Whatever acronym you want to use for it. 
they changed it up a couple times. I think there was a, you know, a little bit of a power structure change during that time, but literally pull up to the building off of uh, East Bellevue. And I pulled up right to where I had to go in between buildings to go uh, work in a basement. And there is some fucking homeless dude rummaging through the trash cans. And so I'm like, shit, you know, not really scared or anything like that. It was just mainly like, fuck, I got to deal with this asshole. And for those who don't know in this area, you know, um, a couple months ago, uh, there's a couple people who got killed. Um, in that same area that got ran over in a dispute over some stolen merchandise. And it was on, we even saw, I even saw video footage of it. And so it, it can become a dangerous area. Um, you have people that really have nothing to lose. They, they smash and grab stuff. And if you confront them, they can become violent and people can get hurt. People are getting stabbed, they're getting run over, they're getting shot, you know, things of that nature. So the last thing that I need to do when I go to work is to worry about my physical safety um, because of this homeless crisis that Seattle has literally induced upon themselves. Um, completely, in my view, preventable. But, um, you know, our woke northwest just you know doesn't want to see what the reality is um they want to spend their way out of it and they've been spending their way out of it for close to 10 years and it literally is just getting worse year over year over year so you know i get there and um sat in the sat in my truck for a few minutes waiting for the guy to finish his rummaging just making sure he's going to clear out and eventually did it about after about 10 minutes or so and so i know i, I go up uh through the two buildings pretty much like uh, two brick buildings older um apartment buildings four stories probably 24 unit buildings and in between of them is like kind of like a, a sidewalk area um where the, they keep their trash cans and stuff and of course, you know, I walk through and as I'm walking through, I have to step over human piles of shit, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. Um, that whole area is just one big toilet nowadays. And then um, also a couple needles. And, you know, I think about it, it's like, what happens if I slipped and fell and didn't notice something and I fell into a needle? You know, like, just, it, it's really disheartening, you know, it. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how this, this town, that's a gorgeous area, a gorgeous part of the country has turned to fucking the walking dead. Literally. Um, you see it on every single street corner and every single part of the city, but also you see in every single neighboring city and suburb no matter what the income level is. Um, actually, speaking of that, um, they want to convert a hotel into a homeless, um, I won't say encampment, but a homeless shelter for housing. 
in uh, neighboring Redmond, which um, those of you that know the area, Redmond is the home of Microsoft and this homeless housing would be literally be, um, I think within a mile or two of the Microsoft campus. Uh, when I first moved over here to this area um, from Spokane, you never saw a homeless person outside the city of Seattle, literally. You'd see the occasional panhandler on a overpass. Um, typically, they would take a bus from Seattle to outlying areas, hang out an overpass with a sign, panhandle, go back to Seattle. Um, that's no more. And they just they sprawl um, and spread like a disease or like COVID-19. <clears throat> So we're dealing with two pandemics here. We're dealing with the pandemic of COVID, which um, most people get and they have a couple sniffles and they get over with. And then we have the homeless pandemic, which we can debate in all sorts of ways, but what it boils down to is drug addiction and mental health. And we're just mixing the two. Um, and we say homeless, homelessness, but countries like Portugal and Amsterdam, they call it an open drug scene. So here you can sit on the sidewalk and shoot up heroin. But if you did it in Portugal, where literally all drugs are de not legal, but they're decriminalized. If you were to do that in open in an open public area, you will be arrested. Um, that's the main difference. And um, if you want to earn housing, and Portugal, you you literally, like I said, you have to earn it. You don't just get it. You don't just get housing. You earn housing. You earn a job by sobriety. And if you fail sobriety, then you lose it. So it's an incentive program. And I don't I don't get it makes so much more sense to me how their policies over there are um, working and ours here aren't. And the people around here, um, San Francisco, Portland, they just want to give and like, an, like it's an entitlement. And the last time I checked, I'm not entitled to, to, to be in my home right now. I'm not entitled to um, have a car. It's something that I have to earn. And if I have to earn it and everybody else has to earn it, why don't they have to earn it? So there is some decision-based, you know, circumstances and repercussions of that um, mental health. And there's another issue too. I mean, we're grouping the homeless cri homelessness crisis or whatever you want to call it um, with, we're grouping people who are drug addicts and then people who have mental health issues who also could be drug addicts, a lot of them are um, self-medicating, that type of thing. And it's just, we have two different scenarios, two different things going on that need to be corrected. Um, and I don't think anything that I've heard or seen as far as legislation or um, just game plans in general are going to do anything except make the problem worse and enable it.
even more to continue and it's just going to continue to spread and get worse. Um, so that's pretty much that. Anyway, um, so those are my thoughts for the day, I guess. I'm guessing I'm wrapping up on about 28 minutes here. Time kind of goes by fast when you start talking into a microphone. Um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, if you want to shoot me an email, uh, it's followthemath at gmail.com. And any thoughts or um, critiques or you know ideas um, you'd like me to talk about, feel free. And I will see you guys. Or I wouldn't say see you guys, but I will talk to you shortly.